Welcome to the Mike Signorelli Podcast. It's good to have you. Over the next 30 minutes, I'm going to do my best to answer the questions that you're actually asking. Before we jump in, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Come on, let's get started. Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Mike Signorelli Podcast. We're coming at you from Queens today, and I've got round two with my man, Evan Wilson. So welcome, Evan Wilson. What's up? So good to be back. Let me tell you why this is happening. So many of you sent DMs and emails and messages and texts about the last episode because what we did was we talked about what every uh, millennial staff member at a church needs to know. And Evan was throwing knives. The guy was getting super aggressive. Oh, he was man. saying all the things that you wish that you could say to your st- your staff um, passive aggressively. Yes, maybe. we encourage that. The <laughs> passive aggressive tagging in the comments. We had pastors actually hitting us up saying that they they literally told uh, their staff like this is required. You have yeah. to like we made curriculum. We it was were wild. so mean. So, but you know what? Um, it was all in love, and it was to help people. And mm-hmm. so here's what we're going to do today. Are you ready for this? Banned phrases in ministry. Come on. Oh, you know that's Whew. clickbait. You know that's clickbait. That's, that's so, dirty. Evan, just let's do a quick reintroduction. Who are you? Why are you here? What yeah, are we well, doing? I'm here because you let me be here. Ooh, I like that answer. No, um, no it's, it's, um, it's great to be here. I'm uh, one of the pastors at V1. Uh, I oversee our dream team, which is our volunteers. Um, amazing group of people just building the church and I get the opportunity to kind of oversee that Um, I'm involved with some of the creative worship uh, different elements like that our youth ministry you know just basically whatever v1 church needs Swiss Uh, Army knife lead startup do it all so you raise up volunteers yes so you are able to get people without a paycheck to mobilize vision. Correct. Right? So this is applicable not just for pastors, people in the business, entrepreneurial space. I think that this is going to have a lot of value for you. Um, And so if you're a leader, no matter where you're at in whatever stage, we want to do something today that you you come out of this podcast feeling like I was, I listened to the very end and I'm so glad I did and share it with a friend. So let's just jump this thing off. Let's jump in. Because I, I, I want to get in the meat of it. So we've been doing ministry side by side, and it, we've spanned Northwest Indiana, a multi-site mega church. Now we're in uh, New York City Metro. We've got a location in Queens, a location on Long Island, and uh, here we are. Right, the church is growing explosively. Um, people's lives are being changed, and we hear these phrases. So these phrases are not limited to New York. These are things that we've heard basically everywhere you've traveled you've been in latin america with me Mm -hmm. you've been to eastern europe with me we've heard these phrases in every language Mm -hmm. these are diseases that you can catch in any organization so why don't you kick us off what is the first band phrase all right the first i feel like we need a drum roll or something (laughs) but uh the first band phrase that we want to talk about is the phrase i'm tired (laughs) but doesn't it feel so good doesn't it make you feel more alert to say i'm tired you know what? Doesn't Pastor that help? Mike? I mean, when you say I'm tired, doesn't that help? Isn't that like drinking a cup of coffee or taking a cold shower? You know what? One would think that, but what we found is that it actually has the opposite effect, right? So, and it, it sounds rather uncompassionate to say that I'm tired is a banned phrase because the reality is there is a natural 
state that your body is in and if you don't get enough sleep if you had a rough day the day before there is a reality of physical tiredness right and we acknowledge that but uh, the reason that uh, I'm tired has become a banned phrase in our ministry and in our teams is is for a couple reasons number one uh, saying that you're tired does nothing for your energy level I'm tired it's let's be real it's complaining right um, number two the phrase, I'm tired, is a cancer, right? Saying I'm tired, especially if you're a leader, it gives permission for your entire team to feel the same way. Uh, think about this. Nobody wants to follow a tired leader. If you think of the people that you admire, the people that you respect, and the people that you want to follow, the person that you're picturing is full of energy, right? Like they are on a 10. They don't, they don't weigh other people down. They actually lift other people up. So really, it sounds like we're being hard on people when we say, hey, we don't say that we're tired. But the reality is um, the phrase I'm tired is a lid on your personal leadership uh, because you are putting a drag on the people that you're supposed to be leading and lifting up. Now, let's diagnose it before you take it a step further. What are some reasons, because we've encountered this, like, you know, what are some reasons why people are tired, you know, mm -hmm. because now here's the thing, because I'm, right now there's a mother who's listening, yep. who's saying this dude wearing the Drew House hat doesn't understand my life because I had a new baby mm -hmm. and I'm the worship leader at my church and my tiredness is legitimate. Like I sustain the life of another human. Shout out to all my women who are listening right now, new moms. That yeah. tiredness is a reality. Real. Their ministry first is to their home, mm -hmm. right? So what would you what do you say to someone who can say, you know what? I'm listening, I hear what you say, I believe what you say, but the tiredness is real. I'm mm -hmm. going through this season. Yeah. And I can't get I can't accelerate through it. They've just gotta grow up. Right, right. Well, hey, shout out to all of our moms. Y'all are the real MVPs. Um, but no, here's the thing. It's it's we're not when we say that I'm tired is a banned phrase, we're not taking away the reality of that, right? All we're saying is that you're not doing any yourself any favors by bowing to that fact. So saying I'm tired, it's 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 almost like, you know, we talk about this in Christendom, right? Speaking faith. We want to speak life. A lot of the times, we don't apply that to our energy level. So instead of saying, oh man, I'm so tired, what would it look like if, you know what, I had a rough night last night, but I believe the Holy, uh, Holy Spirit is supernaturally empowering me with energy right now. Um, you know, it's, it's something as simple as when you smile, you actually get happy. Yeah. Um, it's the same principle saying, you know what, I'm full of energy right now. Yeah. And your body has a way of aligning with that. So to the person who worked a night shift and is actually a zombie, to this, uh, the new mother who had babies screaming all night, we're not taking away the reality of what you're going through. It's just, hey, my job as a leader is to grow you. Um, so it's just you're not doing yourself any favors and you're not adding any more energy to yourself by saying that you're tired, by repeating that, by speaking that over your life. Um, and then, you know, kind of what I touched on before, if you are in a leadership position and people are watching you, um, it, it's just putting a lid on your leadership because people don't want to follow a tired leader. And it, I'm not talking about being fake. Like, we're, I'm not saying just lie and say that you're fine. I'm saying speak faith. And then also, if, if you are really struggling, you go to the right people about it, right? Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll talk to you. Hey, Pastor Mike, uh, you know, I've, I was up all night puking, and I got zero sleep, and I'm exhausted right now. Like, I'll go to you about that. 
um, so that your leaders who are above you have data to go off of. But it's like, are you just spraying the room like, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, because that's just a cancer that spreads through your team. A lot of what we see in organizations, both in the church as well as the business realm, it are people just simply wanting attention. Yep. Because what happens when you say, I'm tired, is you solicit from people, oh, and what you really want is their, oh, but that's not, your, their, oh, is not going to get you to the next level. Yeah. And and the other thing too though that we talk about a lot about and this kind of segue to the next band phrase mm -hmm. is people's personal discipline yeah. like we knew and, and okay I don't want to jump the gun here but a lot of times people say I'm tired but they lack personal discipline yep. and the thing that they want in life is never going to be obtained by their current formula mm -hmm. so you keep doing the same thing you're doing you're gonna keep getting the same thing you're getting That's right, right? Mm -hmm. so we always try to encourage people the total sum of everything that you know and all the decisions you've made have gotten you to where you're at right now in life yeah and if you're not okay with that then you must listen to someone or something outside of yourself mm -hmm. to get to the next step so here's the next band phrase do you mm -hmm. kind of feel which one i'm leaning into i think right i now? feel it are you gonna drop it am i gonna give you the drum roll <laughs> the one that we hear all the time is i'm not a morning person yes and honestly, and, and somebody I'm, listening right now feels so condemned or convicted. You, feel, the, you should feel personally attacked. At I'm this not point. a morning person. No, pastor. man. And, and that one frustrates me because. Um, Is it, the, does it frustrate you because you're a morning person? It doesn't. It, it, tell them, it let's, can you tell them who you really are? I, I'm going to say the band <laughs> phrase right now. I am not a morning person. That's, that's the whole joke behind this. Naturally, I'd rather be up at 2 a.m. working on stuff than get up at 6 a.m. and start my day. But prime um, time in the church realm yeah. is before noon. Yep. So if you're a pastor thinking like, man, I'm going to explosively grow my church with a 10 p.m. service, that's not reality. The prime yeah. time window is before noon. Mm -hmm. And then you've devoted your life to growing the, the local church. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to wake up till noon left to your own because you're going to be a mad scientist all Correct. through the night, right? Mm -hmm. So tell them about the journey that you went on yeah, so with me, just so that we yeah. can start there. So I started my ministry journey with you when I was, I believe I was 16. Um, so I was just a dopey kid. I used to kid. keep you in my pocket. <laughs> a little. And then just kind of like, come on, Evan, it's time like, to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's accurate. But um, no, I started as a teenage kid, right? Mm -hmm. And what teenage kid doesn't want to sleep until noon every day? Like, it's a struggle. Um, so my journey with you was you uh, just building my discipline. So I, I was late to work so much, uh, so inconsistently on time that there was instances where you pulled me into your office when I was an intern and said, Evan, I'm going to send you home without pay if you're late one more time, even by 30 seconds. And that's, that's the journey I went on. I'm not naturally a morning person. I would rather be up working late than up early. Um, so the reason that the phrase, I'm not a morning person, frustrates me is because that same logic applied to anything else um, is just garbage, right? Like, I'm not a fitness person. Okay, so you're just going to be unhealthy for your whole life. Uh, I'm not a financially disciplined person. Okay, you're going to be broke for the rest of your life. Like, we have these limiting phrases that we speak over ourselves um, when at the end of the day it's, I'm not a disciplined person. When somebody says I'm not a morning person, um, in most contexts, the subtext of it is I'm not disciplined. 
Yeah. So uh, we've really been growing in our team this idea of, okay, because we're a mobile church, right? We load in, we load out. Um, so getting there early on Sundays is vital. It sets up our whole day. Um, positively or negatively, depending on how punctual people are. So we've been really getting into our team, okay, um, the importance of discipline, right? Um, so that's really something we've been working on. Um, and, you know, uh, something I was actually telling some of our V1 college students recently, um, because people have all kinds of reasons. Like, that's the thing. Somebody always has a reason. Like, oh, I, I had a late night last night working, or my kids kept me up. And these are real things that happen, like my car broke down. Um, but the reality is that there are some people that are just never late. And what it comes down to is if you care about being on time in the morning, you'll be on time in the morning. Yeah. And, you know, I, something I tell people all the time is – Basically, like if you're saying, you know what, I just my default mode is I want to wake up at 11 a.m. every day. That's someone else's 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. So you're a morning person on someone else's morning. Mm-hmm. The reality is, you don't want to wake up on your morning. But yep. some of my biggest ministry moments where I've been preaching in front of thousands of people have happened in another country mm-hmm. where it was it felt like 3 a.m. to me because mm-hmm. on to my biological clock, it was 3 or 4 a.m. Yeah. And so when people say, well, I'm not a morning person, I say, well, you don't have an international vision. Come on. Like you don't have a vision bigger than where you currently live. Mm-hmm. And I think that hits people all the time because it's like, if I were to take you overseas with me, that is going to be 4 or 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. your current time. Yeah. And so when we talk about discipline, what we're actually saying is, God, put me into a space where I can steward my time in such a way where I'm dangerous and I'm potent anywhere mm-hmm. you place yep. me. And we've we've wanted that level for our lives. Yeah. And so it's just about the outcome. It's like everyone wants their church to go in revival, but nobody wants to like pay the price mm-hmm. of revival, yeah. the inconvenience that it's going to mm-hmm. take. And I think what people don't understand about us or other leaders that aspire for that level is that we're just simply willing to inconvenience ourselves. That's it. And, and you know, I brought this up with, with our V1 college students, and it was a really, I think, convicting but also grow moment. Um, there's there's two categories of people, and you might be listening right now. Maybe you serve at a church, or you're in leadership at a church, um, and maybe this is convicting you. Like, man, I'm we are a mobile church, and I'm late to load in every Sunday. Let's just say that's your situation. Um, there's two categories of people. There's the people who maybe you're actually late to your job every day of the week as well, and this is an area you just need to grow in in your entire life, and that's where your next level is held. But maybe you're saying like, ah, man, I'm actually good every day going into work. Um, It's actually just Sunday mornings for whatever reason I have a problem with. Um, And in that situation, I would say, why do you give God less than you give your boss? I think sometimes we can view Sunday morning as this, ah, man, it's, it's, it's bonus time or it's, it's I'm doing the church a favor. But really, we believe that there's something sacred about what we do. And, uh, you know, you can set multiple alarms. You can do all these things, but you don't have to set an alarm for a kid to get up early on Christmas morning. 
So maybe it's a situation where you need to just pray, God, give me that passion, give me that vision for what you're doing through me, whether it's in the local church, in my job, uh, with my kids, whatever it might be. Uh, Just renew that passion and that vision because a discipline problem always starts as a vision problem. Yeah, and I would, yeah, you're a perfect segue because what really makes kids wake up on Christmas morning is the power of expectation. Mm -hmm. So I would challenge pastors and leaders are you creating something that's worth waking up for? Yeah. Like if the kids woke up enough Christmas mornings without presents, eventually they're going to start sleeping in. Mm-hmm. And so as a pastor, you have to say, am I creating an experience on Sunday morning mm-hmm. that's worth waking up for? Yeah. Every single week I'm asking myself that question. Like, am I going to say something that helps people enough that they say, if I can get to that place and hear that message, I can leverage that for the next step mm-hmm. in my life, the next step in my freedom. It's worth waking up for. Yeah. And then the, then the other side of that is if you're on a team and your job is to put the experience together, um, are you generating enough expectation mm-hmm. and saying, I'm gonna make this count? You know, what we say all the time at V1 is, on a Sunday, every church is doing worship and every church is preaching. It's not the what, it's the how. Yeah. And actually asking that question, how are we doing this, mm-hmm. is so important. Let's kind of do one or two more. All right, let's um, do it. Give me another band phrase. Another band phrase. And this comes out not always word for word how I'm going to phrase it, but it's more of a mentality and a sentiment. Uh, it's the phrase, uh, it can't be done. And anybody who has changed the world, anybody who has done anything impactful, whether it's in business, culture, or church, uh, has this mentality of anything's possible. There is a way. It can be done. We don't know what it is yet or how it's going to be done, but it can be done. And there's always a tension, right? There's a tension between visionary and and the team that executes. And what I've really tried to learn serving under you, Pastor Mike, is you are such a visionary. Like, you you speak things into existence, right? Your job is to get a download from God and then communicate it and make it happen, right? Uh, And my job as, as a pastor under you in a support staff role is not to say it can't be done, that's too crazy. It's this is what's coming from God to our pastors, through our pastors, and how do we manifest it, right? So um, for anybody who seems to be in a role where it's like, oh man, it's just there's so much, there's so much being asked of me, there's so much uh, unrealistic expectation, uh, I would just say like there's so much power in just asking God to free your mind to see what's possible and you're going to accomplish so much more than you otherwise would if you kill that mentality of it can't be done. Yeah, and you know it's funny because so much of this conversation has centered around this idea of potential. Yeah. That's like the word that hasn't been said until now, but we've been talking about it the whole time. And I want, you know, I was, I, I, many of you probably know about this already, that whole concept of like the Navy SEALs and how you think that you've reached your potential, but mm-hmm. you actually have 40% yeah. more and that whole idea. And I remember reading Extreme Ownership. Mm, such and, a good book. Yeah. And, and so I did this experiment. My wife, um, she's a distance runner. And she did the holy half at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to run that with you. And she's like, you need to start training. And I'm like, and kind of off that book, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it and just, you know, whatever. So the funny thing was, 
I ra- I literally ran it with no training. I mean, I completely destroyed my body, but I finished but it. But you did it. But I, and I did it, and and I did it. I had a better time than her. Wow. And I not saying that to because I'm obviously like way out of shape, but it was just that mental barrier is so real that I was able to do something, and and it kind of taught me that I had so much more physical potential. Yeah. And I think that spiritually, emotionally, it's all there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when we're leading people, we see their capacity. Like we tell people all the time, they're like, "Well, I, I don't think I can make it to load in because it's negatively affecting my marriage." And I'm like, "Listen, <laughs> if load, if your marriage." is bad because of two hours on a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. you have bigger problems than load in. Yep. You know, if people are like, oh man, I just need to rest on Sundays. I'm like, if you think that like not taking that four or five hours out of your day, one day a week is what's tipping it. Yep. You don't, there's something else about the way in which you live your mm-hmm. life that needs to be examined because mm-hmm. I would argue that it's, you know, it's like, it's not, it's like, I don't take one drink of Mountain Dew and it's fatal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it's perpetually drinking it every single day, multiple times a day mm-hmm. that has this cascading effect. I and I think kind of called out right now. I'm just saying, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's like I, people who are in shape can have a cheat meal mm-hmm. and not lose their six pack. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, it's what I do every single day to my body. It's yeah. the halal that's on its way right now right is the reason now. why I don't have one because I'm going to do this more times this yeah. week. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, we're always talk, talking to people about some of these banned phrases and what we're trying to explain to them is it's the way in which you live your life every single day that's yeah. affecting yeah. you. Yeah. Your trajectory is determined by what you mainly do. Yeah. So with these phrases, it's not that you're never tired. It's not that you're never. And, you know, sometimes and I'm just going to say sometimes it can't be done in the in to the extent that maybe the vision is yet. But it's it's all a mentality. Right. So it's it's just coming at it that way where you actually do have more capacity than you realize. Like you have more in the tank. You can do more. Um, and so it's just those mentalities of you, you can do it and you need, and and it's, it's also thanking the people who are willing to extract that from you. It's like, I've been doing a deep dive on Walt Disney and the culture that he built. And it was like, after Disney died, Mm -hmm. his team reported having this feeling of this realization, like we're less inspired because we were thoroughly annoyed when he showed up and pushed us and you know got us to do all these crazy things and it was like frustrating but then when he died there was this realization that he was the engine that was yeah. driving so much mm-hmm. and they actually had to take a step back and in Disney culture make this thing called a blue book mm-hmm. and they started to ask themselves how did Walt think Yep. And and can we reverse engineer his mentalities and then try to get this into as many people as possible? Because what they realized that is what made them great was Walt extracting their greatness. Mm-hmm. And there's so many pastors and leaders in the entrepreneurial spaces who are trying to make the people around them great, mm-hmm. but it's only producing frustration because the people following them don't have in their heart, I have more capacity. Yep. And thank God for those leaders and the people who are cheering you on. Mm -hmm. So any final words that you have as we kind of like 
come to a close here. I, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but you probably heard several moments already that triggered something in you that's like, you may have already shared this. You know, do you ever get like quarter yeah, way into a podcast and you're already sharing it with people because you realize that you know somebody who desperately needed to hear this. My hope is that this has been one of those episodes already, mm-hmm. but any final thoughts? Final thoughts. All right, I'll, I'll look at the camera for this one because I'm talking to you right now. Uh, the definition of leadership is taking somebody to a place that they would not go on their own. So maybe you're frustrated. Maybe you are the person that says, I'm tired. I'm not a morning person uh, or it can't be done. Uh, just trust your leaders that are in your life that are driving you and probably frustrating you because they're taking you to a place that you wouldn't go on your own. Maybe you wouldn't get up early left to your own devices. Maybe you wouldn't uh, take that next step if it was just you. But thank God for a leader in your life that's pulling the greatness out of you and is taking you to a place that you wouldn't go on your own. And like Pastor Mike said, the total sum of your choices and how you think has gotten you to where you are right now. So if you want to go somewhere beyond that, you need people in your life who are going to pull that out of you and break you out of what you normally do and the way you normally think. That's awesome, man. So well said. Input equals output. If you want something different, you've got to do something different. It's that simple. Hopefully, you've got some tools. What I would love is to see a whole bunch of pastors and leaders sharing this and then us getting messages about how they ban these phrases. We didn't get a chance to get into it. Maybe this is the next one. We have one that is definitely banned, and it's the phrase, I know. We absolutely hate the phrase, I know. Uh, As a matter of fact, the year ones in V1 college, they'll come to me and I'll tell them something. They'll say, they'll almost go to say, I know. And then they replace it with, I see it too. (laughs) It's like, how can we rephrase it? I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Um, So hopefully you learned something new. And if you got a healthy reminder, let that be what it is for you as well. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. If this episode helped you in any way, visit MikeSignorelli.com and sign up to receive encouragement and resources directly to your inbox. I'll see you over there and I'll see you next episode.